0: Welcome to Ottawa Valley Community Church, where we simply want to help you encounter Jesus, be transformed, and share His love. The preachers get up and they do a lot of talking, but I'm going to cut down on a little bit of my talking this morning. And the reason behind that is I've asked a few people if they would help me to read the scripture. And, but I, as they read the scripture, there's a common denominator in every single verse they read. So I want you to listen carefully. And at the end, I have a question for you. So I'm just going to say a number and they're going to stand up and read. So number one, really good and loud. of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. the shepherds of the church of God which he brought with his own blood. Number two. Colossians 1, 19, 20. God was
1: pleased to add all his wounds to him, and through him to reconcile
0: to him himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through this God shed on the cross. Okay, number three. Ephesians 1, 7. In him we have redemption through blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Hebrews 9 and 14, number four. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offers himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God? Number five. Hebrews 9 and In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness. Number 6. 1 John 1-7 one We are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from, the, from all sin. Number 7. 10-19. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Number 8. Hebrews 11-12, 13-12. So Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Number 9. Luke 22-20. In the same way, he actually suffered. Number 10. Matthew 26, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Number 11. Revelation 1, verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness, firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us, Read us from our sins by his blood. Uh, number 12. Romans 5, 9. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's cross? Again? Number 13. First Peter 1 Peter For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty down with the precious a There was one common denominator, and I want you to say it. as only one word. You've got to say it in one word. And I think you all got it by now. What was that one word? Blood. blood. That's right. This is blood flowing through our veins, and every one of us has got that. Uh, you know, I was reminded of this <clears throat> a little over a week and a half ago when I had lots of blood, not flowing through my vein, but actually coming out of a cut in my arm. A horrendous amount of blood was flowing out. And I remember going into ER and I remember when the doctor was working on it and trying to stitch it up and whatever. And, and there was a, also a blood vessel that was uh, cut and all of a sudden it lit loose and it went up, hit him in the face. It went on the wall, it went all over me, all over the floor. It was just spurting, you know, like, you know, wow. That was just nothing compared to Jesus. Amen. I remember when my daughter was small, Dawn, she probably cannot remember this, she was probably about three, maybe four years old. We were visiting with a, another pastoral friend, uh, a few communities from us in Newfoundland, and, and uh, it was Easter season, and there was a video on, they were playing of Jesus dying on the cross. And uh, it, it, it was nothing compared to the movie, The Passion of Christ. And that's where we really saw what it looked like. But, you know, most movies is kind of pleasant looking. You know, it's not so bad. But the blood was running down over his face. And my daughter Dawn, she looked at it and she started to cry like a baby. And she said, they're hurting Jesus. Look what they're doing to Jesus. This is Communion Sunday. And we're going to be partaking in the Lord's Supper in a few moments. But before we do, I want to share with you this morning a sermon entitled, A Blood Donor Saved My Life. It was a few years ago, and um, probably back in the 70s, I guess, that the story came out of a little boy and his sister. His sister had a serious blood disorder, and she was going to die, and her brother had the same blood type. He was the one who qualified for a blood transfusion. So the mother asked the little guy, are you willing to give blood for your sister? And he thought about it for a while, and with a quivering lip, he said, oh, okay, I will. And so the day came, and they were in the hospital room, and she was on one bed, he was on the other, and they hooked the inner penis up to one from the other, and they were transferring the blood to the sister the little boy was lying there. He looked rather, he began to lose a little bit of color. And uh, his mother looked at him and said, are you all right? The little boy said, no, I'm not. He said, when do I die? He was willing to give his blood knowing that he would die so his sister could live. That is a. Amazing this morning blood donors do literally save lives but they actually don't die in the process at least they don't and uh but would you consider someone who donates blood a hero you probably would but then there's so many that does it that they're all heroes But what about a real person who really went out of their way to donate blood? You may not know this person, Evan Arison. Evan Arison is from Australia. On this picture, he's 81 years old. He's 86 years old today. He was born on December the 27th, 1936. He was honored in 19... uh, 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 No, let me not get the year right. He was honored when he was 81 years old by the Australian government and everybody in Australia. Why? He was known as the man with the golden arm. At the age of 14, he underwent a major chest surgery requiring a large amount of blood. Realizing that blood donors had saved his life, he made a pledge To start donating blood himself as soon as he turned 18 years old, which was 1954. He said, As soon as I get old enough, I am going to donate blood. But it was later discovered his blood was a very rare type that that could be used to make a life saving medication called anti D injections and giving to moms whose blood is at risk of attacking their unborn babies with Rewis disease. And many things would happen to the child. Uh, sometimes it would be a stillbirth and they would die in the womb. Uh, sometimes they would be born with all kinds of disorders and problems. And, and so he was giving blood his blood donations would no longer be used for blood transfusions but for the plasma that could be used for this anti-d injections saving and improving the lives of many so now he would give on a more consistent basis this man evan arison donated blood every week Throughout his entire life, and on the 11th of May, 2018, he was 81 years old, no longer qualified to give blood. And so over those years, he gave 1,173 donations of blood, and through that, saved the lives of many as a matter of fact, the donations are estimated to have saved over 2.5 babies in Australia. Wow, isn't that amazing? Even Arison's own daughter had to be given the anti D vaccine, and he, Arison said, the result in my grand, uh, the, the, That resulted in my second grandson being born healthy. And that makes you feel good yourself, and that you saved a life there, and you saved many more, and that's great. So a blood donor saved my life. Did I ever tell you my story? You see, it was a disorder from birth, but at the age of 14, it escalated, and uh, they realized that it was a terminal illness that would lead to my death. Like Anderson, I needed someone to donate their blood so that I could avoid dying. My family is looking at me and saying, now what in the world is he talking about? You never heard this before. Oh, you'll understand when I get to the end. It seemed that nobody could help me and death was certain. There was not a, a person on earth that could help me but then i heard about a special physician who actually could help me but what was the sickness and why was the what and who was the physician that was asked to help me this is who it was the sickness was sin and the only physician who could help me was none other than jesus himself amen i was destined for death not, you know, dying physically, but dying eternally a spiritual death and being separated from Christ. Mark 2 and 17. When Jesus heard this, what did he hear? He heard the Pharisees uh, speaking of their disgust because Jesus was sitting with sinners and enjoying time with them. When Jesus heard this, he said to them, those who are will have no need of a physician. But those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So here in this scripture and other parts in the gospels and actually other parts in scripture, Jesus is referred to, it doesn't say the word about him, but it employs that he is the great physician. Amen? He is the great physician. The voice that Jesus heard this. People who have their health don't need to see a doctor. Only those who are sick do. I'm not here to call those already in good standing with God. I'm here to call sinners to turn back to him. That's the gospel there. Uh, I love the way that Peterson paraphrased this. Jesus, overhearing, shot back. Who needs a doctor? The healthy or the sick? I'm here inviting the sin sick, and not the spiritually fit. Yesterday, the ER was closed in Carlton Place. You probably saw it on Facebook. And uh, throughout the day, I, I, uh, my uh, daughter Diana put on my. I wrote a message. No, actually, she sent me a text, and she said. Uh, I think you should stay in bed today. (laughs) And then she put the story on there. (laughs) She knows my history. I'm kind of like Brian down there. I'm just prone for something to happen, right? And she said, yeah, Dad, stay in bed tomorrow. (laughs) Well, I am up. Um, I'm here inviting the sin sick, not the spiritually fit. Why? Because he is the great physician. He has the cure for our sin. Romans 3, verse 23 to 25, uh, quoting the Passion Translation, it says, For we all have sinned and are in need of the glory of God. I think some version says we came short of God's standard. And we always come up short of God's standard. No no matter how much good we do, we can think sometimes we're perfect and God must be. I I mean, have you ever met someone like that? They thought they were so perfect that God must be impressed with me. That's pride. That's not perfect. That's pride. Did you notice this morning on the... I keep cutting in and out here. I have no idea why. But anyway, did you notice on the slide in the song this morning, there's one place where it said, we have our perfect God. How many of you saw that? It proves that we're not perfect, right? Because it's supposed to be a perfect God, but at least they left the pee out. So he's an imperfect God. We are not perfect. We could never measure up to God's standard. Yet through His powerful declaration of acquittal, God freely gives away His righteousness. His gift of love and favor now cascade over us, all all because of Jesus, the Anointed One, has liberated us from the guilt punishment and even power of sin. Jesus, God's given... Given destiny was to be sacrificed to take away sins. And now he is our mercy seat because of his death on the cross. We come to him for mercy. For God has made a provision for us to be forgiven by faith in the, say it with me, sacred blood of Jesus. Amen? The sacred blood of Jesus. Then in Romans 6 and 23. I'm quoting the voice translation. I just like the language in some of these. It said there, the payoff for a life of sin is death. That's the verdict that was given to me. And it was given to every one of you. We were all at the same disease and it was because of sin. So the payoff for a life of sin is death. But God is offering us a free gift, eternal life, through Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, the Liberating One. He is the great physician that at the age of 14 came into my life and liberated me from the sickness of sin. Amen? And set me free. In 1 John 7, it says, If we walk step by step in the light where the Father is then we are ultimately connected to each other through the sacrifice of Jesus, His Son, His blood. Purifies us from all of our sins. See that? Amen. He makes us pure. And another word can be used for the word pure is perfect. I'm up, I agree with what I'm going to say now, but I'm perfect. Are you perfect? Not in a fleshly sense, I am not perfect. And I need God's redemption every day. Amen? I need to experience that blood every day. But can I tell you something this morning? The Heavenly Father sees me as perfect. Why? Because He sees me through Jesus Christ, who paid my part for me. Isn't that awesome? So if she thinks I'm not perfect, well, God does. <laughs> And that's all that matters. But I am not perfect in the flesh, and she's not, and you're not. We need Jesus every day. So the question I asked myself as I was preparing the sermon, why blood? Why does it have to be blood? Remember in the Old Testament, the sacrifices that were made for sin, and they were only a covering? Have you ever put makeup on, you know, a scar or a mark? Actually, when I got married in 1980, <laughs> you're going to think, this guy, he's got an interesting history. I had a, a tree fall on my head in the woods. I was a logger, and I was cutting a burnt timber, which comes down much faster. And it was a hot summer's day. I took my helmet off and cast it aside, it was so warm, and I cut the of my eye caught something coming. I didn't even have time to look. And I found out after it was a dead birch about this big about 25 feet long. That's a lot. It really is. And it came down with nothing to stop it and hit me right in the middle of the head so dead on that it flattened me on the ground and uh, I had to lift the thing off. And the blood was flowing. And I'm here to say, oh, well, I lived through it. <laughs> Some people accuse me of trying to get out of getting married, but that, you know, that really wasn't what was behind it. But uh, anyway, but I say all of that to say this this morning, that, you know, life is in the blood. Leviticus 17 and verse 11 says, for the life of the body, it's in its blood. You see the the particles that are running through our veins. The life of the body is in the blood. So therefore there needed to be a blood sacrifice. But because I'm not perfect, I couldn't die for you. And because you're not perfect, you couldn't die for me. Because we were all, as the scripture says, born in sin. Because of Adam and Eve's sin, we were all born contaminated. And I needed a blood transfusion. And only one qualified. And his name is? Jesus. Try it again. His name is? Jesus. Amen. His name is Jesus. But he's the son of God. What God is going to offer himself for mere humanity. But yet he created us. And because he created us, we love our creation, don't we? What we create, we love. And so therefore God so loved the world that he gave his son. The only one that qualified. No one else did. Hebrews 12 and 24 says, You have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant between God and humanity, and to his sprinkled blood, which speaks a greater word than the blood of Abel crying out from the earth. So we can say this morning, literally a blood donor saved my life. But wait a second, it gets better than that. Not only was he a blood donor, but a organ donor saved my life. Why did you say that? God treats us like he did Israel in Ezekiel 36 and 26 and he said of Israel and it's the same for us I will plant a new heart and a new spirit inside of you I will take out your stubborn stony heart and give you a willing tender heart of flesh wow he gave me a brand new heart oh not a physical one but spiritually, he said that heart is contaminated with sin. And that heart is going to kill you. So I'm going to give you a new heart. Oh, wait a second. He does better than that. Yeah, way better than that. Listen to him here in 1st, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. We used to sing it years ago, I'm a new creation. You remember that song? I'm a brand new man. All things are passed away. I've been born again. again. More than a conqueror, that's who I am. I am a new creation. I am a brand new man all this is related to the old order as vanished behold everything is fresh and new so this morning a blood donor saved my life if you were under the old covenant you wouldn't like coming to church remember last Sunday I told you don't come to church anymore Okay, Ben, you had to listen to that sermon to know the context of that, are you? Don't walk out here and he said, don't come to church anymore. <laughs> but, you know, you would want to come to church. Because under the, new covenant, the old covenant, you had to bring a lamb. How many of you like little baby sheep? You, know, you go to a farm and you, you see these nice little sheep going around. They don't look as cute when they get older, but when they're small. These cute little lambs, you'd have to bring a lamb and you'd have to sacrifice that lamb for your sin. Now, to be honest with you, and you won't like this this morning, but this is the way it was. You had to come with the lamb and you had to slit its throat yourself and drain the blood out for the sacrifice. That's what you had to do. You no longer have to do that. But under the new covenant, Jesus has finally come and taken away the sin factor. Oh, yes, we still have the old nature and we fall into sin from time to time. But aren't you grateful this morning that we have, the scripture says, an advocate is our lawyer and we go to him and we say Jesus I blew it man I really messed up and I am so sorry for that sin will you please and Jesus forgives us our sin and he takes it away so as we prepare in a moment for communion why all this about remembering the blood I'm not focusing on the body this morning but the blood If this was a physical sacrifice, we would be grateful. But it was a physical sacrifice that Jesus, the Son of God, actually did make for us on Calvary. So this is a scripture that we often quote in communion, and I'm gonna give it to you this morning. The words of the Apostle Paul as he recognizes what Jesus did for us. I pass on to you the tradition the Lord gave me. On the same night the Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread in his hands and he gave thanks to God. He broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. But then he said, keep doing this so that you and all who come after you will have a vivid reminder of me. We have a tendency to forget, don't we? We really do. We, you and I know of individuals that did great things for us and over time, you know, we were so grateful and thankful and we kind of forget about it. Jesus didn't want that to happen. After they had finished... After they had finished dinner, he took the cup and in the same way he said, this cup is New Covenant executed... In my blood, keep doing this and whenever you drink, you and all who come after me will have a vivid reminder of me. He said, every time you taste the bread and every time you place the cup to your mouth and drink, you are declaring the Lord's death, which is the ultimate expression of his faithfulness and love until he comes. So lest we forget. There's a song that says, what can wash away my sin? Nothing, nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come on now, nothing, nothing. There's not enough that you can do. If you're listening to me online and you're saying, but I am so good and I've done so many good things. There's not enough good because you're still sinful and you can't qualify for the sacrifice. My pastor, when I was a teenager, my hero in the faith, uh, I remember him, he came from St. John's. He pastored in St. John's for a season, and then he came into Hopeport, Newfoundland, in my own town, and became my pastor. And I remember him telling a story one time. I never forgot it. He said, I oh, he got a call from the hospital, one of the hospitals in St. John's. There was a lady that was dying, and she wanted to see a clergy, and we can't find anybody. Are you willing to come? And she wasn't of his faith. And he said, yes, I will come. He went into the room of that woman and he began to talk to her. And eventually he looked her in the eye and he said, ma'am, are you ready for heaven? And she said, I hope so. And he said, what do you mean you hope so? Well, I've done all these good things and I don't know if I've done enough or not. And he began to share with her what Jesus had actually done for her and it was at that time that he led that woman to christ and she died with an assurance she knew that she was ready i am not afraid of death i don't know if you are i i, I meet people that are afraid of dying i don't like the fact that i'm growing older you know i i i, I actually did this for the last two years when i turned 65 two years ago I begrudged almost every day because I could anticipate in my mind that 10 years from now I'm going to be 75. What if I die at 75? And it wasn't a fear of death. So I'm not afraid of death. You know. But I, I was very paranoid about this. But I have two grandsons that I want to see them raise. And I want to be around. And all this was going over in my mind. It wasn't a fear of death. It was just not liking growing older. <laughs> but I'm not afraid of dying. I really am now. Why? Because Jesus died for me. Amen. During his last illness, just before he died, somebody asked C.H. Spurgeon to declare his faith briefly, simply, and clearly. This is what he said. Four words, Jesus died for me. Jesus died For me. Four simple words, but four more comforting and soul-cheering words could never be spoken by a sinner. Jesus died for me. Awesome! Jesus died for me. A blood donor saved my life. Thanks for joining us. To connect to the ministries of Ottawa Valley Community Church visit ovcchurch.ca